Hey everybody, welcome back to It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. We're bringing you this episode on March 29th, 2021. I'm your host, Lee Paddock, and my co-host, Sterling Hammer. And as always, spoiler alert, and now let's talk about the film. This week we watched Dirty Harry, which was my choice. Obviously. Uh, a bit of a change of pace uh, <laughs> compared to the last week's film. This podcast usually is a real stark, a real it's change of pace always. Tonal, Where are we going? It's just a whiplash, tonal whiplash. It's, but yeah. It's chaos. Last week we watched a Twilight film. Now we're watching a gritty 70s action film. Uh, so yeah, uh, we watched the original Dirty Harry from 1971. Uh, so let's, yeah, let's get into this thing. Uh, and I guess, uh, I'll go into why I picked the film. Uh, I guess the main reason why I picked, uh, picked this movie, uh, was because I wanted to show some, I wanted to show Sterling something a little older. The last few movies I've shown have mostly kind of been like, uh, like 90, like mid nineties movies, late nineties movies early 2000s, uh, more recent movies from the last decade. Mm. So uh, it's been a while since I've shown kind of a more like classic movie. I still hold the title for the oldest movie shown. For now. For now. Uh, that film was The Mating Game. You should listen to that episode. Go listen to that episode. It's a good uh, episode. Because that was a film released in 1959. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this film was released in 1971. Beginning about. of a crazy era. Yes, the beginning of uh, probably a, a new era in uh, action films. This is definitely the beginning of... Where they, take grit, they become grittier. This is the beginning of the gritty cop action movie. The cop on the edge who mm-hmm. doesn't play by the rules and you know the mm-hmm. law you know the laws you know is too ineffectual to deal with these these maniacs so you got to have somebody like Dirty Harry that's slightly above the law <laughs> even though it's not right <laughs> when you really think about it um, so the real yeah. good guy is the DA of the movie <laughs> pretty much but yeah let's uh we'll we'll talk about some of the the issues that this film sort of raises and uh some of the controversy that this movie has had to deal with over the fifty years that this film has uh has been out now uh. it's crazy 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 but uh yeah let's kind of do like a short little uh introduction to it it's a very simple film uh the basic story of the film is that uh it takes place in San Francisco, early 1970s, and a uh, homicidal maniac is on the loose. He's uh, sniping people from rooftops. Uh, the film opens with him shooting a woman in a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. And uh, this brings uh, Inspector Harry Callahan, who's known as Dirty Harry because he gets the, uh, the roughest jobs that nobody else really wants to do. Yeah. He gets uh, his hands dirty. And he's also a guy, yeah, he's not afraid to pull out his gun and uh, use deadly force no, to solve no. a problem. Uh, not exactly the kind of cop that we uh, <laughs> really champion Modern today. Modern police worship him. Yeah, a little, maybe a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, so it's up to him to uh, stop this uh, maniac. And, uh, you know, he has to deal with uh, all of this, like, bureaucratic red tape. Mm. Them actually, the, the city actually wanting to play this maniac's game. You know, he keeps writing uh, letters uh, and sending them to the mayor and demanding uh, ransom, like $100,000, or else I'm going to keep killing people. And Clint Eastwood's just telling him, you know, telling these people the whole time, like, we can't keep doing this because he's just just gonna he's not gonna stop yeah just keep asking for more money um and then it just you know gets to the point where we uh we get a a classic confrontation between uh good guy and bad guy Mm -hmm. you know this is uh this is definitely an old school type of movie where you know there is a clear you know guy that you're rooting for yes and a clear bad guy that you hate and you want to see die horribly. It's a good scene when he's just driving and he's like happy because he's like, I'm going to make it. And then he looks and he sees Clint Eastwood just standing there. Oh, like yeah. A boogeyman. That's such an awesome scene. And he's like, what is he doing there? What the hell is he doing up there? <laughs> <laughs> and this is before cell phones because with the cell phone, he probably would have called the mayor. Why is Dirty Harry here? Why is Callahan up there? <laughs> the mayor would have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so let's... Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the uh, people who've who made this film, cast and crew. Mostly, just talk about the uh, the director uh, real quick. This film was uh, directed by Don Siegel, who uh, has had a he had a pretty interesting uh, career. He made a lot of different types of films. His other uh, one of his other more uh, most famous films that he directed was the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the 50s. Oh, shit. So, uh, yeah, he, he's had a pretty uh, varied career. Uh, he's a, the type of director that I would like to call a workman director. Meaning, uh, you know, that you have directors like Quentin Tarantino and uh, Martin Scorsese uh you know people who i would consider artists hmm. people who throw in just their whole being. everything yeah. and you know they throw in all the things that they love into their films james cameron's james cameron is probably one of those even spielberg yeah definitely uh, spielberg uh yeah 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 auteurs i would you would say yeah don siegel is not one <laughs> of those but that's not an insult what he is, is he's a pro. He's a professional director. If you want your movie done, filmmaker. you get this, this guy. This is his job. His job is that he knows how to put a movie together efficiently, on time, on budget, on schedule, everything. He's going to get it done. You want your action he, summer f- movie, get him. If you want just your movie to be released on time and made competently... And within this budget. is the type of director that you hire. Um, and there's no problem with that. There's a lot of directors like that who are just like, this is my job. There has to be. Like, I'm not an artist. They all can't be artists, otherwise our movies would take forever to come out. Exactly. No, you got to have that director who's efficient. Um, sometimes, you know, there's directors who I feel like are too efficient <laughs> and don't 
have any sort of artistic yeah. quality to their films. But with this movie, I think this is a really well-made film for its time. Yeah. Really well shot. There's a lot of great uh, like scenery shots of San Francisco. And it would still be problematic, but it was way less problematic than I thought it would be. Yeah. It was actually pretty goddamn liberal when you think about being 1971. And for the reputation that this movie has. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, yeah. This movie, I feel like, has gotten a bad rap. Just because Clint Eastwood is like a re- conservative you know, he's a conservative now. man. He was conservative back then. I know, but back then it was okay. Yeah, it was definitely. And you have to understand, when this film came out, this was the early 70s. San Francisco was actually dealing with a real serial killer at this point. A real homicidal maniac who was writing letters and taunting the police and the press. The Zodiac Killer. Yeah, we were getting into that era of serial killers. This was the beginning of that that period. Before we learned how to deal with it because of like and DNA. Crime in general was uh ran- was super high. The level of crime in this country was insane at yeah. this point. So the pe- the people, the average person was looking for some sort of justice. Yeah. Because I watched a a short uh, documentary about uh, the making of this film, and I guess like about the whole Dirty Harry series in general. And what Clint Eastwood said was that a lot of the news stories up to this point were like kind of concerned about like the rights of the criminal, the rights of the accused. Mm. Um, and he was saying like most people were like, "Yeah, that's cool and all," but He's what about the us. victims? Yeah. What about the suffering of the victims? They he was saying that you weren't really hearing about that. The victims kind of just became an afterthought. They're a statistic. A statistic. A number. Yeah. He exactly. killed five people. What's exactly. So this was this movie was made partially as sort of like a wish fulfillment kind of fantasy. Like Harry's going to be the guy to take care of the bad guys. He's smart you know, enough to deal with these sillers. When the law killers. when the law is just like oh blah 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 you violated tape. their rights. Yeah, too much red tape. Too many guys thinking they're doing the right thing, but really not. Ex- yeah. You know. He's just there's a there's a western quality to this movie. Yeah, I mean it's the turn of the new decade. So I mean westerns up at that point. The westerns were kind of on yeah, they were kinda on their way out at this point. Yeah. Uh, and this was, yeah, this was pretty much the beginning of the urban cop action movie. Mm-hmm. That was sort of the new, like, Western, the new frontier, I guess, was the city. Yeah, because it was modern. People wanted to see, yeah. what's it like, what happens if this stuff happens in the city that looks like my city? Mm-hmm. And is it just a sheriff shooting a guy off a horse? And it's like, yeah, at that, at that point, you know, urban life had been pretty well established, and crime... This is heavy in urban yeah. environments. And in the 70s is when Hollywood starts shaking off the shackles of uh, of like the puritanical like controls oh, and yeah. censors. Because, yeah, this movie, uh, for the time, it has a lot of violence, a lot, a, lot of, uh, a lot of nudity, a lot of 70s bush. Maybe a little too much because there's one scene where even Sterling was like, should we be seeing that? I know, where it's a, because the girl that they're the the one where the body we're seeing is a the girl 
she's supposed to be 14 in the movie. And yes. You're just seeing her straight up and naked. It's a dead body. It's not like they're like, you know, ooh, showing a naked No, yeah, she had been raped and murdered. Killed by the Scorpio killer. killer, yes. But you're just like, it's not like she was, I don't know. It just seemed weird. It Yeah, it was odd and it's very much like, mm, 70s, we can just do whatever we want. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, Wild West. Yeah. The new Wild West. New Hollywood. It's called the New Hollywood Era. Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, Don Siegel, very interesting director. Uh, very efficient. This is a very well edited film, I feel. It is. And it's got a good pacing. Particularly, like, the one scene that really stands out to me is the scene, the second scene that we have with the Scorpio killer when he's watching. Uh, the people at the church. Oh yeah, and he and sees the gay he couple. He sees the gay black man. And he gets so excited and happy. Mm-hmm. I don't he's know why it's that one. The, he's watching him through the scope. Yeah, he's like, it's rifle. perfect. He's like, I'm gonna murder the black um, guy in front of the church. And then uh, he goes to like put his rifle together. I think that uh, that scene is just so like well edited, and the music that's playing. Yeah, and it keeps cutting back to the police flying in the helicopter. It's yeah. It, and you're like, are they going to see him? Is he going to get him? There's a lot of there's suspense. Yeah, he's like, oh no, is this? but then it's like, but then that's how they do it. They're like, oh no, the black guy doesn't die, but then he fucking he kills a kid. He kills it's even a worse. black child. Yeah, and Shoots that's a pretty face. pretty rough scene. Yeah, you don't see it. No, but he tells him like, oh yeah, it shot off like a third a third of his face, and his mother's right there. Yeah. It's like, what was the boy's name? And then she tells him, and then she's crying. And it, yeah. It like, yeah, it kind of lets you know, like, this she's is only real. This is a serious situation. And then the the scene where they're getting, when they pull out the body of the 14-year-old girl, and he's, like, standing there, and it's it's dark. It had been it's right like, after he had just tortured him. After he tortures the, the killer for information. You tried to kill me! <laughs> I know. It's like you just murdered little so many weaselly people. Fuck yeah, he's like the he's the perfect victim or the perfect Villain. target for Harry's rage. Yes. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the the cast of this film. Of course, this film stars the legendary, the iconic Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. No matter how you feel about him and his politics now. Yeah, he is. He's a legend. He's a yes. living legend. Um, it's and he, he's still directing and producing films today. He's starring in films, even though he's retired like eighty times at this point. He I know. Said right? He's retired from acting. He's got to be retired now. He's like a thousand. He's got. Years old. He's gonna be starring in a movie uh, later this year. Apparently, he's a hundred year old man. He is literally almost a hundred years old. At, at, at the recording of this podcast, yeah. Bob Hope was like a shriveled up raisin. And he's just, he's Clint Eastwood. He's just badass. Not them jeans. Those yeah. superior jeans. I'm, I'm surprised he's never been on Joe Rogan. I, his son his son was. Uh, uh. Forget his son's name. Uh, but yeah. Clint Eastwood, I mean, what can you say? He's, I feel like Clint Eastwood... Is the original like badass? Yes, the original I mean, badass. Even before movie this, star. he was. He was yeah. At this point, Clint Eastwood was already an established star. He had already starred in all three of the uh, Italian western movies that he was famous for: The Good, yeah, the Bad. Yeah, I had actually 
before we watched this, I don't know why going into this, I thought we were going to watch those. I had mixed. We I will. forgot the name. One of, the, Dirty one of these days. Yeah, I'm sure I like. Will, I like those movies a lot. Yeah. I like. I was a Clint Eastwood fan growing up. My dad was a John Wayne fan because he was. You know, my dad showed me these movies when I was. Yeah, a kid. that's where I assumed you saw them from. Uh, these these are like Dirty Harry is such a dad movie. Yes, it's because the definition of a dad. They movie. weren't a dad when they came out. No, it was like his teenage movie. Yeah, like yeah. being a teenager and this is badass and like now like imagine when we're dads in our movies like Dread. Yeah, I know Dread, which was inspired Marvel by movies. The character of Judge. Side note: the character of Judge Dread was inspired by Dirty Harry. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Because he was kind of like a judge, jury, and executioner, pretty, especially with his like famous line. Pretty. Oh yeah. Which is often misquoted. Everybody says. Uh, everybody thinks of it as "Do you feel lucky, punk?" But what he actually says is, uh, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> now I gotta think about the whole thing. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, chance to just, uh, all this excitement and I'm kind of glass truck myself. Seeing as 44 Magnum, the <laughs> uh, most powerful handgun in the world, blow your head clean off. You got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Oh, yeah. That's do I feel lucky? Well, do I? Well, well do, do you, you punk? punk? Okay, yeah, yeah. That sound, that's even sounds sounds a lot better, too. Yeah, not do you feel lucky, punk? Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> uh, but Clint Eastwood, I won't really say that he gives like an amazing performance in this film or even in any of his other films, really. He just has that presence, mm-hmm. that screen presence. You look at him, and you're like, this is the guy who's going to get shit done. He's got the jawline of the gods. No, Yeah, he has maybe one of the most impressive jawlines of any actor. He's a ever. handsome man, even when he's an old man. Yeah. But back then, he just had the hair, and he's just... The constant squint <laughs> from his time of... He always looks like he's smelling something bad. <laughs> Yep. Smells weakness. <laughs> he smells the weakness, the criminal scum. <laughs> Even in his politicians. <laughs> um, yeah, he. But I. What can you say? He's great. I love yeah. Clint Eastwood. Uh, one of my favorite action heroes, probably. Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got his uh, his partner, played by uh, an actor named Rennie Santoni. Who recently passed away, unfortunately. R.I.P. Uh, he plays uh, Harry's partner, Chico Gonzalez. Uh, who at at first Harry's like, I don't, I don't need a partner. All my partners either end up in the hospital or dead. Uh, but the chief of police forces him to have a partner, mm-hmm. uh, and he gets dragged in uh, on this case. And uh, it's a little too much for him. He ends up getting shot by the Scorpio killer. And, and quits ends up like quitting. A damn failure. Ends up probably becoming a teacher with his sociology degree. The only thing you can do with the sociology. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't cancel me, you sociologist. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's uh, you know, the interesting thing about his character is that he's the only partner that Harry ever has in these movies that survives. 
Oh, by the way, I didn't mention, I did forget to mention that this is the first of five Dirty Harry movies. Which is insane. And I'll quickly relay all of the titles for you, because I know them. Of course. <laughs> so the first film, of course, Dirty Harry. Mm-hmm. The second film is called Magnum Force, which mm-hmm. sounds like a porno. Yep. Uh, that's the only other sequel that I've seen. Then you have the third movie, which is called The Enforcer. Mm. And then you have the fourth one, which is called Sudden Impact. And that actually mm. has uh, Harry's other most iconic line that he ever spouted, which is, go ahead, make my day. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, that's his other most iconic line. So so iconic, in fact, that Ronald Reagan named a stupid law after it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then you have the fifth one, which is called The Deadpool, which stars Liam Neeson as the villain. Oh, Liam Neeson's in it. Liam Neeson is the villain in that movie. And Jim Carrey plays oh. like a weird punk rock star who dies of a drug overdose in it. I know it because I guess it's a, like an infamous scene where he like lip syncs to Guns N' Roses' Welcome to the Jungle. And then just dies? And he dies, yeah. But yep, that's that's the Dirty Harry franchise. Sounds ridiculous. Sounds like at that point they were grasping for straws. That's the last one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So in in throughout all of these movies, apparently, Chico Gonzalez is the only partner to. You think survive. they would have changed it up and made like the fourth one get injured too? Nope. And quit. Nope. I guess they all die. <laughs> all die. Bye bye. <laughs> you gotta, you know, you gotta have that moment where like Harry needs that vindication. You know, to do it four times in a row. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to do it anymore. It's not like when Chico got injured, it was motivation. Not really. He was already motivated to kill this guy. Yeah. He started shooting at him from the moment he saw him during mm. that one scene where they're like chasing him in the alley. Yeah. What, uh, so what, what would you say is better? The one, you, this one or the second one? I think I like this movie better, but the sequel's interesting. Because the villains, there's multiple villains in that movie. Mm. Uh, the villains in Magnum Force are other cops who are uh, doing cops. what, no, they're doing what Harry's doing. They're vigilantes, but they're taking it a step too far, and Harry has to stop them. Were they and killing so, innocents? I guess, or they're, they're, just, they're just killing way too many people. Like, like people that should go to jail would not be murdered. Yeah, even like Harry. Yeah, at this point, like I think in the other sequels, they soften his character a little bit. He's not so like I'm gonna just instantly pull my gun out and shoot you because they want to make him more likable. Yeah, they want it like if he's more of a hero. If he shoots anybody, I think it's like in self defense. He has to confront other people who are vigilantes, and it's like, well, this is the dark side of what vigilantism is. This is what happens when you go too far. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, Magnum Magnum Force isn't a bad movie. I might show you that movie one day. It's been a while since I've seen it. Long time. Then maybe we'll go on, like, a whole binge of the whole series. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'll yeah, I'll try to watch all of them before I die. <laughs> five. Five of them. It's yeah. It's crazy. It's but bizarre. I guess nowadays it's not too crazy. No, and you know, you gotta think that there weren't a lot of like action franchises back then. This was before Lethal Weapon. Yeah, he like this would have been him like owning the ninety seventies. Seventy yeah, I think yeah, you had the first three come out in the seventies. Then the fourth one came out in like the mid eighties. Damn. And then I think Cal- I mean San Francisco would have been so different from the seventy one to eighty four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because this movie, like, it shows off, like, the gritty 70s version of San Francisco with all the porno theaters, adult bookstores. 80s would have been crap. Neon, you know, neon signs everywhere. 80s would have been drugs, gang violence. Or maybe, like, when they tried to clean the city up. I don't know. True. But, uh, yeah. So, I guess the uh, the other uh, most important cast member we should talk about is... Uh, the killer himself, the Scorpio killer, uh, played by an actor named Andrew Robinson. A real creeper. Uh, yeah, he's he's the type of villain that you just you just love to hate. Yes. Um, Even his face. He's just the the perfect villain to offset Harry's homicidal rage. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was Andrew Robinson's first film. Um, he was uh, more of a theater actor. Oh, okay. So he knew acting. Yeah, he, he was already an actor, but he, this was his first like feature film. Um, I believe uh, the producers saw him in a play. Clint Eastwood saw him in a play. Clint Eastwood is a producer on this film. Uh, Clint Eastwood had already directed his first uh, feature film at this point. Uh, he'd made his directorial debut, I believe, a year before this film Damn. came out. film called... Play Misty for me. Yeah, he was like 40 in this movie. Yeah, he was already, yeah, he was already in his 40s at this point. Uh, but yeah, this was uh, Andrew Robinson's first film. He was super uncomfortable handling the, uh, the various weapons uh, that he has to use throughout the film. Why? Because he's a, apparently he was a pacifist, <laughs> uh, someone who detests violence. Well, good. Well, I guess he didn't go for the role. Clint no, he wasn't. He wasn't the, the first choice. Um, and he even asked the director, like, "Why me?" It's like, I'm. I don't. He said, "I don't like violence. I don't like guns." You're good at pretending. The the character was described differently in the script. Apparently, so he, he was like he a was fat balding balding guy. I guess. Oh. Which would have been weird. Yeah, I like this one better. Uh, yeah. And the director said, like, I chose you specifically because you have the face of a choir boy. Like, he, he has, you know, he's like this young yeah, guy innocent. with, like, bl- bl- long blonde hair. You know, he kind of just looks like he could be maybe, like, a hippie or a beatnik yeah. hanging around San Francisco. But no, he's a maniac. <laughs> Murdering and raping and he, people. Yeah, he gives, a, he gives a really good performance as this crazy man he really does that's what it makes it more surprising that like oh he didn't like the i'm surprised you like his performance i thought you would have just thought oh he's this crazy man well i hate him but he's you the point is he's good at being creepy he's got a good creepy face 
I don't even know if he's, that's why I like I have a hard time thinking of him like as innocent, but that's probably because I've already seen the movie and what he does. When I see his face, I think I see a homicidal murderer. Like he's creepy. He's, he can contort his face and these weird things. Yeah, and he and he made crazy face structures and just he kind of changes his voice sometimes. It must have been hard on him to yell at those children. That yes, that scene he said was very hard to film. It was hard. He said it was like he didn't. I think uh, when he had to slap that one kid. That was hard for him. Um, you just got to, like, push him. Really <laughs> and the him. other thing that made him upset was having to say the the kind of racist line that he has oh. uh, to the black guy that's beating him up. I think it's fucked up. His face becomes all gross. Mm-hmm. He beats him to and a pulp. And then he's just like... He pays, he pays a guy to beat him to a pulp so he could frame Harry for but it. But nothing happens to Harry, which is funny. Because um, police, <laughs> yeah, but especially back then. Um, nowadays, he probably would have been at least suspended. Um, yeah, yeah, with pay. Is and then that scene is funny where he's just like, "Here's one on the house, bam." That was that was funny. <laughs> That's such comment. a '70s like bit of humor. I feel that kind of just cynicism. And who's this guy? Just then. hangs around a fucking stairwell. I feel and like this is pay him to do things. Like I feel like this is up. a guy that you just hire to do any kind of dirty. But job. But it was like he was talking as if like this was a normal service to pay him to beat him up. Like I he's like, are you sure you want all? There's the beat up? all kinds of low lives who offer various underworld. I guess services. like women could pay uh, him to uh, give him like a black eye, so they can frame frame somebody their husband or, yeah, or yeah, yeah. boyfriend or something or. Because otherwise, why would you need that service as, other than to frame somebody? But like, or maybe to make you unrecognizable, you beat it, get beaten up so badly, you're unrecognizable. Well, then you're just beaten up, and like, wh- where are you gonna go? And eventually, heal. I don't. I don't know. It's like put on a hat. <laughs> but yeah, that that was so random to me because he's just like, this guy just like pops his head out of like a stairwell, like, huh? like he's a little fucking stairwell it's troll. Like, you were a follower. <laughs> and he already knows him. And, like, they already know each other. And, like, like I just don't get it. That scene was a little more, like, what? I thought it was kind of, I think it's just kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, but I. I watching I, him get beat up. And then <laughs> he's like, are you sure you want the rest? And then he says that racist thing. Like, just keep it. Give me every penny's worth, you black son of a bitch. And he just starts cracking him and over. He just fucking. Doesn't care anymore now. And he kicks him out and literally kicks him out of the like window. Yeah, one for the. Fr- He's one, one on the house. The house. Stomp. <laughs> Just break his ribs. He does fuck him up. He heals quickly. <laughs> Remarkably. Other than like he's got like part of his forehead and scraped off. He's got a little bandage on his nose. But I mean, how much would that would have hurt if your fucking forehead was scraped off? Um. Yeah, he he did have a good role though. He was he was a good creeper. He's yeah. He definitely is uh one of the the best villains that you love to hate. I'd say like him and uh like Clarence Boddicker from Robocop. Another oh. film that we watched. Go listen to that episode. Listen to that episode. Uh yeah. Like I just like they're both like those villains that are just perfect because you just like you want to see them get horribly murdered. Yeah, that's all they're there for. We don't murdered. have villains like that anymore. They're just evil. 
We don't have villains like that. Yeah, because that now you, they want him to be like, oh, well, like, why are they evil? Oh, it's because their father put their pinky up their butt or something. Or, like, <laughs> or they saw all their puppies get murdered. Or it's, like, it's they're like, they're so underwritten that you don't even get the sense yeah, that they're Yeah, they're just evil. like, I'm just They're generic. Bad. Yeah, they're just, I'm bad. I yeah. do bad things. It's just... It, why? It comes I don't know, off I as do generic. bad things. Yeah, with this movie, I mean, these guys are evil, sadistic bastards, but there's, like, personality to them. Which makes you hate them. Which makes you hate them even more. Because how else are you going to hate something other than, like, with real hate, like, passionate hate, not hate like, oh, I just hate this movie or this character, but, like, uh, like I hate him, like, as a person. Exactly. Which you should against a like, villain. Like, I want to see Harry blow this guy away. Blow. I wish it was, like, made a little later so it could have actually seen his head get blown off. <laughs> or a little higher budget. Just blah. Yeah, I will say the because that would have been classic. Because he the gives the whole effects. line like "blow your head clean off." It would be nice to see his head get cl- blown off, clean off. Uh, well, I mean, I guess he couldn't show that much violence. I know. It's, it's like maybe in the later ones we do. The second one I do think is actually a little bit more of a violent movie. A lot of people get shot in that film. Does the blood always look like paint? No, I think the blood, <laughs> yeah, the blood effects in this movie are not great. They're terrible. They're absolutely there's, there's terrible. There's some scenes where no, they look always, okay. It always looks like bright red, paint your barn red. <laughs> like, I remember painting, like, for a school project, making, like, a miniature model of my uh, uh, family's farm, the house and barns, and that's the exact color, red. Like when you think, I think when he gets stabbed red? in the leg. Blood doesn't the, look that red. When it, like, dries out on his Okay, yeah, maybe you're right. I just, uh, I just, the first time you see the blood is when it like gets sprayed on his leg, and you don't know. Goes, yeah, it's, it's like supposed to be like he got tell. shot, but one, there's no hole in his pants. He right. just and it look, and he's he's next to scaffolding, so you're like, did some paint just fall on his leg? And he doesn't. Or did limp. he, he get, just get, And remember, he was eating like a hot dog or a hamburger or something. Yeah, did he just so did he get ketchup? ketchup? On him? Did he get ketchup? Yeah. And then you see him blow like one of the criminals away, and his paint comes out of him, and you're like, oh, that's <laughs> blood. Oh. But that's really like the only complaint, violence-wise, because the violence otherwise is pretty good. Yeah, it's satisfying. Yeah. I mean, it's not tons of violence. I mean, this movie's an action movie, but this is definitely like the beginnings of action this movie. This is a 70s not movie, Not every so. second of the moments of them jogging around, shooting things. No. Flipping around. It actually gives thinking you... Thinking about being action-y. Yeah, it actually like builds up the suspense. Yeah, there's that whole scene where there's no action. He's just jogging through the city. Yeah, that scene is... Yeah, and that scene's super and you're suspenseful. Like, oh, his feet must hurt so much. He's tired, and then he gets He's the shit kicked it. out of him by the killer. And he has to let it happen, otherwise he'll, like, kill the girl. Which happens anyways. <laughs> she was probably already dead at that point. And he knew it. And Harry knew it already. That's why he stabs him in the fucking leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that after he good. shoots Chico. That felt good when he stabs him in the leg. And he has that um, that amazing scream. <laughs> yeah, that scream was fucking crazy. <laughs> he, has <a> couple, <laughs> he has a couple crazy screams. We were yeah. just like, what the fuck? He... Really, it's, it's literally. It was good. It was really good because it sounded like what a psychopath. Because a psychopath thinks they're like a god, like, like no, no one, one can, can hurt me. No, yeah, and like how dare they ever hurt me? Like no, I'm so smart. There's no way he could even. How could I even not think that he'd have a knife? Mm-hmm. Fucking, and all of a sudden, knife directly, fully right into in your law. Like, yeah, yeah, his thigh meat. So it was just blah. Yeah, 
and just like severing arteries because it starts bleeding like a motherfucker. And you're just like, Duh. and then he gets shot in that same yeah! way. You tried to kill me. He's like, yeah, but like, I didn't because I'm gonna get some questions out. He's of like, you. if I tried to do that, your head would be splattered all over this field. <laughs> and he just steps on his legs. That's the classic, uh, mm-hmm. like t- torture too. Step on their wound, like it wound them, and then just, mm. just put pressure on it. Ah! And then he's like, yeah, that's another where he starts screaming weirdly. <laughs> and then it's, the, but had, it's a badass scene because it pans out and goes to show how shot. alone he is. That shot like, is no great. No one's hearing you because right before I that, Cladius was like, "Go outside, piggy." He's like, "Go out and get some air, fatso." Yeah, go outside and get some air, fatso. That yeah. that was yeah. And he's and yeah, that shot him. is really good when they like quickly like pans out and it goes to show like he's alone in the stadium, and Dirty Harry's gonna torture him until he tells him where that girl is. But it was too late. And I like the shot after that where he's he's standing near the Golden Gate Bridge and. He's like, He's like silhouetted, I could still and the music is evil. the music is really somber. And they just pull her limp, dead body out. You see her bush. <laughs> it's like what? She's fourteen. She's no! fourteen. What's happening? Seventies. Stop being so seventies. <laughs> I know. Stop being so seventies. I mean, it's probably like a fucking eighteen-year-old. Sure. I hope so. Yeah, I, I yeah. I yeah. mean, this is the seventies, so maybe Ori- not. Originally, and this is a little bit of trivia that I read. Uh, they were going to have a more, like, close-up shot of her body. But apparently, the actress, uh, who had to go in the hole and everything, <laughs> was, like, shivering cold because she was completely naked. Yeah, so um, they, they had to make it... And, it, like, it was showing on camera every time they they did it. Yeah. So it was like, okay, now we, get, we get, they decided to do it as a long shot, so that's why you see it from, like, far away. That's why he's, like, standing on, like, a hill... I think that's a better shot, anyways. Imagine, like, I could hear the directors and, like, the producers having a conversation, like, do you think we could knock her out? <sighs> Not, like, punch her, but, like, give her, like, some, like, sedatives. So she's like, that's terrible. Because Bill Cosby or before Bill Cosby? That's well, just... Bill Cosby, think about it, everyone. Here's your he PSA was... for the day. During the making of this movie and during the, when this movie was coming out, Bill Cosby had already been raping for two decades. <laughs> or at least a decade. That's insane. <laughs> Everyone, that's, that's, that's just insanity. That's your, that's your l- podcast PSA. Now back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what? Well, I guess we didn't. Uh, we'll talk about one more uh, member of the cast. I guess. Uh, let's talk about the mayor of this. Film. I like the mayor. I like this guy too. His name reminds act- me of Liam Neeson. The actor's name is uh, John Vernon, uh, who would later go on to be in Animal House. He plays the dean in that film who uh, menaces John Belushi. Um, and then he also would go on to star <laughs> in one of my personal favorite films, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Movie I have to watch one day. Terrible. Yep. No, I totally I watched it. And I, I'm not like being ironic or facetious about that. Killer Clowns from Outer Space really is one of my favorite movies. I love Dumbest it. Movies in the world. It's a I'm great gonna, movie. I'm gonna hate every millisecond of it. Yes, you will. But it's an it's an amazing film. Uh, he John Vernon is like he has just, like that classical like voice. He has a great yes, voice. yes he does. That's why it's it's like that Liam Neeson voice. Liam Neeson's got bit. a nice voice. 
Yeah, I guess. It's iconic. You hear it, you know, like, that's Liam Neeson. <laughs> I just, yeah, I love that little exchange that he has with Harry in the beginning of the he movie. He seems like such, yeah, the mayor seems like such upper crust San Francisco. Liberal. Of then, at least, too. Like, Liberal almost a little British. You're just like, yeah, definitely. Different than L.A. De- yeah, definitely LA, Hollywood. Like, white Anglo-Saxon. Yeah, because L.A., <laughs> everything in L.A. Wasp. is tainted by Hollywood. The mayors, the cops, everything. In San Francisco, it's just a giant city. Mm-hmm. It's, more, it's like our New York. Pretty much, yeah. It almost kind of looks like the, the gritty parts of San Francisco in this film look like, uh, I guess, uh, 42nd Street in New York City at that time as well. Yeah, they're both cities that have like heavy like uh, public transportation. And th- another thing that is kind of funny is like you get to see the Bart in this movie, something yeah. that we both have been on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it's Bay Area terrified to be on it. Trans- it's so transit old. butthole. Yeah, and the funny thing is the carts that they're driving in were the same carts that we were on <laughs> because that shit hadn't been upgraded since the fucking time it had been built. And I think they're being upgraded now, or they're finished, or like they're gonna take ten more years. But it's crazy. That that was kind of cool, though. And also scary to think. Whoa. Yeah. Because they look so brand new and shiny then. Cause I know, right? At that point, they'd only been out for like 10 years. Yeah. It's 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 always interesting watching an old movie and seeing Something, what things looked like And you're like, then. we're still using that? Or, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, things haven't changed that much. What? What the fuck? It's like 60 years ago. We should build some new bridges and buildings. <laughs> Where's our infrastructure? Bite it. Bite it. <laughs> Uh, you yeah. can't tell this is a Trump podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> don't cancel us algorithm just because we this said is Trump. A, this is a movie that's championed by the right. Which is stupid because I think it's super liberal. This movie, yeah, this movie is not fascist or really conservative even. No. It kind of has the the bent of, you know, the cop should be able to do you know, more. Yeah, but maybe. this is 70s. This is, well, I guess there was tons of police violence. We just didn't know about it back then. I mean, they were killing black people since, like, and forever. There was actual violence in the streets. Yes. Perpetrated by and people police who were actually, cops. Back then, it was different because back then, police got murdered regularly. They like, it did. was much more dangerous to be a police officer back then. Yes. Than it is now. Now we've actually, through just training and better equipment and then reducing the, uh, like, uh, laws being strict, more strict, destroying and organized crime. The the, yeah. the rate of like the chance of a police officer dying are, are higher than normal. Well, you're a police officer, but they're super low compared to the average of like the 80s and the 70s, mm-hmm. and even like the 90s. Yeah, but back then, because like, it's like uh, the the police were still a victim because they died all the time and they're low paid. Mm-hmm. And, this movie even opens up. Uh, with a thing that says this film is made to honor uh, those who serve in the San Francisco Police Department. And it like shows like a wall of names of people who've probably died, I think. Yeah. It's like a memorial or something. Wall memorial. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, this movie is pro-cop for sure. But that's not necessarily completely bad. But, yeah, it's a little problem. I'm not saying – no one's saying this movie isn't a little problematic. But, like – yeah, for sure. Who yeah. cares? One, I mean, I know people care, but you shouldn't. You don't have to watch the movie. You shouldn't show your kid this movie if you're going like, "What about impressionable youth?" Well, don't show a five-year-old this movie. No. Like you can show your ten-year-old, and you gotta explain some things. We'll talk I to your like fucking kid. Twelve or thirteen. Yeah, show when your I saw preteen, this. your teenager. Like, and then it's fine. And then you might have to answer a question like, you know, we don't say that word. And <laughs> yeah, it's 
But this movie is actually like I think a lot of people who would say this movie is problematic or not like this movie have never watched this movie. I feel like or are painting right. it with like way too of like a crazy twenty twenty painting it Twitter, with broad strokes Instagram filter like oh this isn't like a movie that came out twenty twenty yeah it came of out nineteen seventy one so stupid um and because there are some movies that like yeah that movie is blatantly racist or sexist like even from the seventies standards like Wah. yeah yeah that's why we're not remaking that <laughs> but <laughs> right I don't want them to remake this either but. Well, it is interesting to note that even when this film first came out, there were concerns that this was sort of endorsing police violence, uh, not using due process and all that, and that it was sending a bad message. I think that's why like, you get the end where the DA like, stands up to the, the cop. To he doesn't Car- just like, to Harry, yeah. Um, he doesn't just agree with him. He, like, he stands by like, no, you have to be held accountable, all these things. Um, and you kind of go like, oh, that character sucks. But you're like, ah, that's actually. But then like it's good like guy. it really does raise but an important issue. It does, and then every all the leadership tells him, no, 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 you can't do that, and they t- they order him not to, and he goes like, okay, and then he, if this was a standalone, it has a better message because it ends with him like quitting the force, which means he did he that as a person. Badge in the water, which means he was like, I'm taking the responsibility off the DA, the city. I did this as a private citizen. I murder this guy. Wouldn't he go to jail though? Probably not. Yeah, you can do connections and the scummy squam and the DA doesn't press charges and who's gonna press charges? The city would. Yeah. They don't have to press charges. Yeah. And I like even that the the DA says, like, I don't want this guy on the streets any more than you do, because I have a family as well. But There's I, laws. We have to follow the laws. Those law. you guys are just gonna shoot people and be like, Oh well that guy actually wasn't the robber. Like, oh well, you know, it happens sometimes. Like it does nowadays. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it was happening a lot back then. The oh, yes. crime rate in America was insane. And police violence was probably insane. It was not probably. It was insane. We just didn't hear about it. Oh, I'm sure. Just violence, just violence in general. Certain it's, communities every, heard about it. African Americans. <laughs> like, the 70s, the late 60s, early 70s was a crazy time in America. Yeah, because then you also it was had a the transitional of, time. It was the beginning of, like, serial killers and the modern era. And, it, like, it, America was really becoming modern. More urbanized. Yeah, we were moving away from the farms even faster. Even quicker. Those states were losing more and more control. Now that's why we have the shitty system we have. Electoral college. Um, that's yeah, it was set up in the 70s. Um, <laughs> was it? <I> no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the funny thing about this movie is Lee thought I'd hate it. Well, I didn't think you'd hate it. I just didn't think you were going to think much of it. I liked it. I'm really surprised that you liked it. Well, before we get into me liking it, you know what time it is, everybody? What is it? What time is it? It's time for questions for Lee. What? Lee, I want to ask you. Uh Uh-huh. I think you already answered this, but this is a pro-marijuana podcast, and I've forgotten. When did you first see this movie? Uh, I feel like I saw this movie when... I was at least maybe like 13 or 14. Yeah, it's just like one of those movies your dad's like, come watch this. Yeah. Did your dad do that regularly with you? You guys, he would just like, Lee, you want to watch a movie with me? And you'd be like, what, is, what? And he'd be like, Dirty Harry. And you'd be like, oh, okay. Or he'd like, yeah, he'd be like flipping through the channels. and Or he'd be watching a movie already. Like ha- He'd be like halfway through. And you just join Sometimes him. Sometimes he'd be like, hey, 
You should check this movie out, Lee. <laughs> this is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Or it's like, oh, you might like this. Uh, that's okay. how I discovered a lot of my favorite movies, I guess. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, a and lot he of also movies showed, and he also showed me the second you. one. Has he seen the whole series? I think he has, but I think he only likes the first one and the second one. Okay, that makes sense. He says he likes the second one better, actually. I'll have to see the second one. I'll have to. I mean, I'll wait till you show me, but it'll be a while. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I think I have to rewatch it. Make sure you like it. To make sure that it, like, I think it's worthy for the show. Worthy. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Is the movie worthy? <laughs> was Twilight New Moon worthy for you? It was worthy for you. It was your choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That makes sense. Um, well, is this your favorite Clint Eastwood movie? And if not, what is? No. No, I don't think it is. I really like this movie. I like mm-hmm. it a lot. Yeah. Um, in fact, this might have been my like first real introduction to him. Mine is Million Dollar Baby. I actually haven't seen that movie. I like that movie. It's sad. <laughs> I heard it is. Uh, I think it's really my personal stuff. favorite Clint Eastwood film would have to be be Unforgiven which is a film that he directed and starred in mm. it's a western mm. came out in the early 90s mm. um, I think it's a masterpiece the film I've never seen it. I think it's his best work that he's ever I'm done sure you'll show me as, this. as a director and as an actor his performance like like I said earlier in this podcast like his I don't really think <laughs> Of Clint Eastwood as like a great actor. He's a character actor. He's a presence. He plays a badass. He's he has that. He's a living embodiment of badass. He has the that but charisma. It, but not a badass like he's gonna beat you up. He's gonna no. shoot you because Clint Eastwood. You never really see him beating up people. All he has to do is just stare at you. Yeah, he intimidates you and he pulls a gun out. Yeah, he's always been the guy. He's a gunslinger. But in Unforgiven, he plays a. Uh, an older version, an aged version of like his character, not the same character, obviously. Yeah, but like the, the, the western. But an like, aged cowboy, an aged gunslinger, a guy who has a really somehow lived nasty this reputation. I will definitely show you this movie one day because okay. it's one of my absolute favorite films. Okay. It's a well, my favorite Clint Eastwood movie is Gran Torino. Movie we both Gran seen. Torino is a good film. That movie's amazing. I like that movie. But I haven't seen that many Clint Eastwood movies now. When I think about it, I've seen Gran Torino, Million Dollar Baby, now Dirty Harry. And there's one other one I don't remember. I'm going to describe a scene to you, and if you see if you remember this. The movie is Clint Eastwood and a woman, mm-hmm. um, fleeing from something from some for some reason and they're in a but in the end of the movie they're in a bus that they had kind of like fortified a little bit and they're driving on a thing while they get shot a ton i don't know if you've seen this movie it's kind of like an action romance but with clint eastwood hmm no that doesn't really seem familiar to me now that i'm thinking about that i want to watch that movie (laughs) Track and I'm gonna have down. to like really deep dive and nah, I don't have to deep dive much, just Clint Eastwood and just the first movie that was him standing next to a white woman. <laughs> like, oh that's that. Because it was from the nineties too, I remember. 
Mm. Um, okay. Okay. Well, now to our usual questions. What's your favorite part of this movie? My favorite part. Lee loves the editing. Yeah, I mentioned that. And it, yeah, this is a, it's a very precisely edited film. Um, very tight. Yeah, scene there's not, scene starts. Yeah, there's not a lot of fat to this movie. That's what I like a lot about the uh, 70s action movies is that they cut out all the fat. There's no nonsense, no like bloated, unnecessary scenes. Um, there was a couple scenes that went on a little long. Maybe, and there are. I guess we're. Gonna I guess no. I guess movies can't be perfect. We'll get into the. I don't want to nitpick. I guess things. you'll ask, like what? Yeah. I don't like about it. Yeah, I but, will. Uh, favorite. Favorite part. I really love the music. It does have good movies. It's got that seventies classic, and it was. It must be actually really popular because I found all the songs basically on TikTok. That's crazy. Which like they must be popular sounds on TikTok. It's uh yeah it's a it's it's a really good score. It's like kind of like jazz infused. But it almost sounds a little like techno. But it it kind of sounds electronic a little bit like early synthesizers. It was some. It has such a unique. It has a very some. It sounds like wait for the drop. (laughs) <laughs> like the drop's about it's, to happen. It's got a really yeah. This movie has a really good score, good editing. I wouldn't be surprised. There's a bunch of like songs out there, like uh, electronic techno dubstep, shit like that. Maybe that has that sample sample these. this. Yeah. yeah, it's possible. Uh, I don't know. With this movie, it's kind of kind of like the overall movie. It's kind of hard to point to just one thing. It's it's, a it's very just like your perfect archetype action cop movie. So there's nothing. It's very well made. It's so well made and well executed. Yeah. All right. I'll take that. I'll take that as the answer. Well, this one will probably be easier because it seems like you already wanted to answer it. What was your biggest complaint to the movie? Well, I guess I wouldn't say it's like my biggest complaint, but it's a thing that I kind of noticed and I was kind of like laughing to myself about. Uh, There are a lot of scenes... Where the camera, I feel, kind of just lingers a little too long. Those are the scenes I'm talking shots. about. Like what, like the pacing is really good, and like they no fat and all that. There, that was a lot of that. But there's some scenes where it's like, how long okay, we stare wa- at this? Okay, he's walking. Okay, he's walking. Yeah, he's walking away. Okay, he's he's gone now. Why are we still looking at this? Yeah, like why are we? Okay, it's an empty hallway. <laughs> Or staring at the door where he just walked out of. Yeah, th- this is a, that's a thing that's in a lot of seventies movies. Just let they, you linger with. They kind of like, yeah, they kind of forget where to cut, or they just, I guess didn't know. Maybe where it was to harder cut. to edit back then. Probably they were like li- literally were using machines to like cut the film into strips. Crazy. Yeah, things have changed so quite cool. a bit. When you think about making movies, like yeah, the mo- making movies the back then was a real. Was a real process. Even nowadays, it's a real process. That's insulting. <laughs> I know. You still do the cutting of that. You just do it on a computer screen. People still shoot on actual film too. Yeah, Dumbo's. No, uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, one thing before uh, we get into my our final thoughts and all that. This movie was actually pretty big. I mean, obviously, you spawned five movies. This movie, for especially seventy time, I wonder what it is inflation. I meant to look that up, but I didn't. 
it was a four million dollar movie, which you could tell. You could tell where they're making the budget small. The fact that you never really see any other police, even though there's a mm. sniper going around the city. But the police, like the only time you ever see the police out in force is like in the beginning, and then it's you all him, Dirty Harry versus him. Yeah, like you never get a bunch of big crowds. You don't really get a whole lot of like. That's true. Yeah, you there see where really the budget's low. Scenes. Um, which would makes me want to see the other ones more because you know the pro- budget probably the budget, doubles, yeah. triples, and quadruples. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this movie four million dollar budget to go on to make thirty six million. No, I don't think that's inflation. I think that is. No, 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 no. I know. I that's what I meant. Like, I wonder what the inflation rate would be. It's probably at least like, like it's got to be like a hundred million dollar movie. Yeah. When you think of like like maybe just, more because yeah, it's just it's pretty like that must have been a, a huge hit. It was. It was. This movie uh, took people by storm. It was what people wanted at the time. And it, Hollywood needed it, didn't it? Wasn't it kind of dying? This was the yes. This is the beginning of the new Hollywood era. The old studio system was dying at this like, point. Like yeah, people like were done with musicals. They're done with musicals. Done people with were done with the censors. Westerns. People were done with Christian censorship mo- on movies. They no just, sex. Uh, married couples sleep in separate beds. The, the biggest problem that these studios had is that they could not appeal to young people. That was the problem. Yeah, because they, they, yeah, teenagers had been created, and they, like it was ruled by all these old men who thought teenagers were teenagers of the fifties. And then you get movies like Easy Rider. That was the big like countercultural like hit of the time. It came out in nineteen sixty nine. It was like it was a movie made by two hippies. There you go. Um, starring Jack the new Nicholson. New era, and it was yeah, that was the, the beginning. new blood of Hollywood. Yeah, young people. Let them make movies now. Yeah, because they know what young people actually like. They don't like an old gruffy man drinking whiskey. Right. Yeah. Or, you like, know, in like a John dirty Wayne. Town. John Wayne is not appealing that much anymore. No. Yeah. 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 Like an old gruffy, dirty cowboy man make does the per, guy who lives in New York in an apartment doesn't relate at all with a cowboy. Right, yeah. It's, or San Francisco or L.A. or Yeah, the Western shit. was pretty much dead at this point. It was only a couple, few years until Blazing Saddles came out <sighs> and put a whoopee cushion underneath the genre. <laughs> I know, that's hilarious. They they finally were like, all right, it's done. Boop! Done. In the coffin. <laughs> and now you get them, but they're like super gritty. Yeah, everything is a revisionist Western now. You'll what? never see... A western that's in like the same vein as like no, unless they were trying to be like nostalgic because those westerns they were they they gave you a very mythologized version of the west. Yes, all cowboys are white. It didn't acknowledge heroes, and yeah, it didn't acknowledge that we were displacing the Indians. Doesn't acknowledge that like over seventy percent of uh, cowboys were black, escaped slaves. A lot of cowboys were ex Confederates. So sesh, bunch of dirty sesh. <laughs> um, it originally originated as a slur. Yeah. Um, because it's like, oh, you guys, cowboys were guys who worked the fucking cows, the pigs. They wrangled the fucking animals. The, they were the, the, the fucking workers. Mm-hmm. The, you wanted to be a rancher. You wanted to be the rancher. Or, I own this shit. Or a gunslinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was so far in between, even back then. Because guess what? Everyone has a gun. You get shot in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. Even all the famous gunslingers died being gunslingers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and that I kind of almost feel like that happened. That happened recently in our lives too. 
uh, the whole like because like in the two thousands like two thousand tens movies started getting stale. They were kind of like taking on this like they were too stuck in the two thousands. Yeah. Everyone's like, no, we need some new young blood in here and get like start like we wanted to go back to more realism. Like the two thousands were like everything's wacky and fucking fun and goofy doo doo doo. And then then two thousand ten comes. It's like let's get to real again. Let's see like a movie that's like real. Like what would it be like if like a superhero came into a real world and started fucking up shit? Yeah. Um, tangents. <laughs> yeah. There's always yeah. There's always like these shifts in uh, Hollywood. Yeah. 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 Want. You get the the '90s is the uh, end of the cop movie. I wouldn't say the end of the cop. It's movie. when the end of the great ones. Like <laughs> yeah, they just piddle fart out after that. They all, like, yeah, they become because we don't get a blazing saddles for cops. They become cliched. Yeah, after the point, there's no more like I don't remember any. Like I remember these, like the the Clint Eastwoods, the Lethal uh, Mel Gibson, D- uh, Donald Glover. Oh, you mean Danny Glover? Danny Glover, my bad. Yeah, Lethal Weapon. God, don't cancel me, nerds. Lethal Weapon nerds. <laughs> One of the best scenes from Zo- uh, Don't Mess with the Zohan. Likes. Lethal Weapon 1. Lethal Weapon 2. Lethal Weapon 3. Lethal Weapon 4. Dislikes. Minorities. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's with the guy, like the racist redneck the guy hires to like terrorize the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. It's funny. Everyone, go watch that movie. It's a good movie. No. <laughs> Rude. Um, all right. Well, this podcast is getting wrapped up, everybody. Well, no, it's not. Well, it is. We're entering final thoughts time. You didn't say, you didn't write down any quotes for this movie, did you? I was into the movie. And, like, everyone knows the famous quotes. It's fucking the, 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 yeah. shoot you the bird. <laughs> shoot you the bird. Like, yeah, everything else he kind of says in the, <laughs> everything else he kind of <laughs> says in the movie is just him going, like, <laughs> he's just growling the whole time. And everyone else, I'm not, I didn't even pay attention to anyone else other than uh, Clint, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. And the killer. Yeah. And the cl- killer's just going, nah! <laughs> or like, like, uh, uh, and a, a lot of the quotes I already said, because yeah, like, they're just a scene I like, like when he's yelling at the kids, like, you will sing, and I will kill your entire family. <laughs> like, that's a literal quote. He was like, say, he said that. <laughs> he said, like, yeah. when they stop singing, he he gets like demonic. Like, I will kill your I'll whole family. Yeah, that scene's fucking creepy. Yeah, it's crazy. And the he, bus driver's <laughs> you shouldn't treat children like that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> He had a gun. I tried. There's nothing I could do. Like, start giving all bus drivers guns. <laughs> That'd be good. Just dead children everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Just arm everybody. That, that'll solve problems, right? Then we can all shoot each other. But all the Dumbos will shoot each other, and then we'll be cleared. And then we make guns illegal. Um, <laughs> no, don't make them illegal. First Amendment, but regulation. Second. Second Amendment. <laughs> regulation. Um... Okay, yes. So, quotes, no. Sorry, everybody. Go, you know the movie. Shut the fuck up. You know what we're going to title this movie. Shut the fuck up. This podcast. Because this is in the past and you're in the future and you've read the title. (laughs) I'm going off on a thing right now, everybody. I'm broken. I can't stop. Help me. What's happening? He needs to go to sleep. (laughs) I do. I've been working too much. Feel bad for me. No. (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> um, all right. Final thoughts. Well, I'm gonna do my final thoughts first. This is it's not my movie, so I get to go first. 
Cool. <laughs> you go first in my movie. Just wrap it up. <laughs> wrap this up. Uh, I like this movie. Uh, I don't know why Lee thought I wouldn't care about it or not. I like action movies. You can. I like speed. I like. I like just straight action. Like, I just thought like you know an older action movie. I, but I've shown you old movies. Like I clearly like old movies. It's not even that. It's, it, I just don't think. I just didn't think you would like an older action movie, which is supposed to be like exciting and uh, and then you watch it and then, you know, it is. I mean. It, for me, it's exciting and well edited and all that. But I don't know how much I like the cowboy one because I'm not a super western fan. Right? Yeah, those that I like might be like different. Civil War movies, but well, the good, the bad, and the ugly does actually take place during the Civil War. They acknowledge it. Uh, I don't know if I'll show you that one first because it's a part of a trilogy, but they all kind of don't really like they don't tie matter. into each other. It's like this is the main guy. Yes, yeah, Clint Eastwood is. The man with no name. Huh? A bitch, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I like this movie. Uh, I, I I was going into this thing, it was going to be super, like, I was getting ready like to write down, like, they said the N-word 17 times. And they, no, they were like, <laughs> like how problematic this is, but it wasn't, because I wanted to go in, because this is a classic movie where people be like, oh, that movie. But, no, the N-word gets said, like, twice, it's written. Well, the fat guy says it once. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, it's written. Yeah, it's not like they're really respectful. They say African-Americans. They say the, uh, the, the Negro. The oh, God, Negro. Jesus. But, I mean, during the 70s, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, was, that was just the They could have said term. the N-word every other word, and nobody would have been like, yeah, okay. Hey, the mayor actually refuses to say it when he's reading the letter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that was when I was first like, yeah, you were like, oh, he said it. No, no, I said, no, he didn't say it. And you were like, wait, he didn't? Yeah, it flabbergasted me. Was, I, was like, I was like, a guy from, mayor from the 70s? Because if this movie was made now, the mayor would have said it. <laughs> like, Probably. Which is funny. If you based a movie, if you made a movie now, and you were doing and a mayor from the 70s, 70s that person would, would probably say the N-word. Because the, we have we have such a like simplistic view of what it was like back then. Yeah, they don't understand that, like, Liberal movement didn't just start in 2020 or 2019 or 2018 or when you went we to college. Like, we've had these values for a while. It's just they weren't exactly mainstream. Yeah, there's a whole country compared to San Francisco. Yes. This is like a, and, and big cities have always leaned left or started leaning left hard in the starting in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And the 70s was kind of a liberal time. We got a li- super liberal president. And if his presidency had worked out. Who was the president Carter, in the early 70s? Early 70s. Ford, right? Yeah, he's the one who gets us out of uh, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he fucks it all up. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, yeah, we get um, Carter. Carter, and if his presidency had worked out and he had gotten two terms, I think we would be so much better off as a nation. But you know, it would be sadness because he was actually people like shit on him. But he he was one of our better presidents. I think he was, and he just got eviscerated by like the Iran thingy and like just and conservatives R- trying Reagan. to like yeah just trying to like the Reagan destroy train. like look at liberalism communist they, that's when they started the whole tying liberalism with like socialism and communism because that's Reagan's like I'll defeat communism? the bad guys we need to be tough like if that Iran thing hadn't happened to Carter yeah and really he had some f- economic po- because there's oh, there's okay this isn't a history podcast <laughs> yeah. um so yeah I gave this movie 
Mm. An eight out of ten. Whoa, eight like out it. of ten. Wow, that's like the highest you've rated one of my movies. I think I might have given one other eight out of ten, but I don't like. Might have been for planes, trains, and yo. Yes, else. definitely. I think that one got an eight out of ten. Um, but yeah, I like this one. I'm surprised. I really am. Uh, well, let's see if I'm surprised by what you do. What your rating is, Lee? Well, maybe you will, maybe you won't be. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really like this film. Um, I think as an as an action film, uh, it's it's exciting. Um, you care enough about the character of Harry Callahan without having to know every single thing about him. Mm-hmm. You just find you find out like his wife died. So and that's why he has no connection. So he has no emotional connection to anything, which makes him more like okay, this is what he can do. You don't, f- he, no, no one can hold, no one can, um, no one can hold him back. Yeah, no one he doesn't can hold have him anything back. to lose. Yeah, nothing to lose. Yeah, no one can take anything from him. They can't hold something hostage from him. Yeah, ex- exactly. He doesn't have friends. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't really like to get close to people. Um. So like, yeah, in that sense, like you like you get who Harry is. And you root for him mm-hmm. because he's going to be the guy who kills this fucking awful bad guy. Yeah. Um, and the the bad guy I really like. I think he's one of the great action movie villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and just one of the great like movie psychos, I guess. Yeah, you, he inspires a lot, you can tell, throughout the next um, few decades. And uh, this movie, you know, it does actually raise some issues about due process and what it's, you know, what good police work should be um and then like what the extent of the law is is it it, it, it it's a pretty i feel like it's a pretty nuanced film mm-hmm. that actually does tackle some interesting themes and subjects it's not just bad guy does a bad thing and harry's gonna blow his head off yeah like, that's what the out. sequels kind of become um then she start running out of ideas you get different directors <laughs> yeah uh, so I I really I like this movie I respect this movie a lot. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. I'm gonna I really give it a like ten out of ten just to beat. No, I'm just kidding. Steak with eight. But okay, that makes sense. I mean, it'd be weird if you came in seven. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't like it. You like it now, so I don't like it as much. <laughs> it's not creative. I thought it was art. <laughs> but if you like, it can't be art. <laughs> No, no, this movie, uh, it's art in its own way. Mm-hmm. It's not art. It doesn't tell you that it's art. No, and it doesn't. It's an action movie. It's not supposed to. It's an to. action movie. It's 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 just a really well executed film. I concur. Now, so, with yeah. that, everyone, don't watch this movie. No, watch this movie. We all highly uh, we both recommend recommend it. it. Um, which is a rare occurrence for my movies, at least. Like when I, when I, yeah, where we actually both mean it, because we'll both say we both recommend each other's movies, but like you can tell when one of us, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mean like yeah, I recommend it. Um, mostly just recommended to help the podcast, but <laughs> um, so yeah, we're gonna finish wrap this podcast up. Uh, next week we will be watching a film by I. And the movie will be 
She's the man. We're twisting it up again, everybody. I bet you didn't see it coming. Another, I'm showing you a romance. Another contrast. Come. Another rom-com with, this time, Amanda Bynes, everybody. get Look forward to that. Amanda, 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 Amanda. I, the icon herself. Mm-hmm. The sad, sad icon. All right, well, we'll get all into that next week. <laughs> uh, as always, you can follow us on It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast on Instagram and TikTok. You'll find the link to uh, either one of those in either bios. Uh, we come out with an episode every week. And oh, as always, please leave a rating. Review, uh, please rate, review, and share the podcast. It's the easiest way you can uh, help us out. The more of those five-star ratings we get, the more that the, the algorithm will push us to the homepage, getting more people to watch this, making this more of a worthwhile and fun thing to do. I mean, it's... Eventually, you don't want to talk to just yourself over and over. But we're still having fun, so don't worry. This is, we're going to keep doing this. It's having fun. Um, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed the movie. If you if you haven't seen it or if you're going to rewatch it or watch it for the first time. And we'll see you next week. Go to hell, Hammerhead. Oh! <gasps>